Cheerio! As human beings, don't we enjoy enjoyment? This is Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists, a podcast of whimsy from Liberty Church Collingswood and libertycollingswood.org. We'll hear from friends as we explore everything from potent potables to morsel delectables, awkward laughables to moment teachables. You'll get lots of different categories, but remember that for each one, there can be only five. Plus a mulligan or two. Five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. Hello, everybody. You are once again listening to Five Golden Things, Liberty Lists. And this is one of our bread and butter episodes. It is me and Pat McAdams once again. Pat, how are you? Right now, I'm doing okay. <laughs> Check with me in 30 minutes and, <laughs> and we'll see you so, again. What, what's your, on the spectrum of excited to nervous, where, where are you right now? So I think nervous is a one and excitement is a 100. I'm at about a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this that that just makes it more exciting for me. And Turtle Dove's the reason that Pat is a little bit nervous is because this will be kind of a narrative category for this evening. We were thinking about, hey, we've talked about a lot of things so far on Five Golden Things. What haven't we talked about yet? And that gave me the idea for Pat to interview myself about my top five personal medical procedures. <laughs> Uh, we may as well. We may as well just dive right in <laughs> to this madness. Um, Pat doesn't know what he can say or can't say. So, uh, wait, wait, can, can I say one thing though? Yes. That before we started recording, Pat, you gave me the longest. I. It was the fullest glimpse of Pat from Legal <laughs> coming in and saying, "Okay, if we're going to do this, I, I I suggest that you don't do this and don't do this and don't do this." So it, it was very professional. I appreciated yeah, that. Yeah, we, we have our attorney in the room. We have a publicist right here as well, <laughs> <laughs> taking notes of everything that's been said. So we're all we're all covered. Hey, this is a HIPAA free zone. We're fine. All right, so um, we may as well jump right in, um, Jim. That's <laughs> like number five. Uh, you're. Number five. Yes. For medical procedures. Okay. What you got? So we'll count down and I'll kind of go chronologically. So this is me in sixth grade and not exactly a medical procedure, although lots of blood work type things were done to me. I missed a month of school and nobody could figure out why I had headaches. I had nausea. I had listlessness. And I kept going for all of these tests. My my dad is an all-time hypochondriac. He actually mm. missed my sister's wedding because he thought he was having a heart attack. And it turned out that he wasn't having a heart attack. And he, he drives doctors crazy. He's, he's dropped by doctors constantly because he's always wanting to order up his own tests and that sort of thing. Oh, he's dropped by doctors. Yeah. Wow. Right. I mean, I assume that was a thing, but it seems pretty rare. It's like... Jim Sr., you're, you're wearing me out right now. Usually so. it's the other way around where right. people will doctor shop to, well, you know. I, I, I guess it goes both ways with my dad because if a doctor isn't providing all of the tests and services that my dad wants, he'll, he'll go somewhere else. But the doctors say, dude, you're, you're, you're healthy. And he's like, but are we sure? So <laughs> lots of tests done to try to figure out why I, was going, why, why I wasn't able to go to school. Parents were really worried 
and I went to this one infectious disease doctor with my parents, and the doctor said, Jim, how's school going? And I said, and he, he had my blood panels all out in front of me, and I said, I'm kind of nervous about math. And he looked at my blood work, and then he looked at my parents and said, it's in his head. He's fine. So it was total stress and anxiety and... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. So, so I missed a month of school thinking that I was Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, <laughs> that I was on death's door. And, but what made me feel really good, my parents really annoyed, is after the doctor told me, Jim, it's in your head, you're fine, I felt much better. That's wild. So I was like, yeah, this is great. So I'm okay. And it's yeah. in my head. But you were also convinced something was wrong with you aside from stress or anxiety. Yeah, I didn't think it was To the extent thing. that like a sixth grader can, you know, <laughs> consider those things. But you like... Did... I was using my words, Pat. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But but that, that was my introduction to a lot of medical tests and conversations with doctors, waiting rooms, only to be told that I was making the whole thing up. Wow. What did you like your friends think when this was happening? Well, they thought they, I, I don't think I ever told them. <laughs> they were, like, were they curious why you were out of school for a month? <laughs> well, yeah, they, uh, they didn't know. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> don't worry. I'll be there tomorrow. I, I, I think I just made up, I probably said it was mono or yeah, something. Right. When something. I was tested for mono, and it was definitely not mono. So, yeah, I, I don't think I admitted to anybody at school. They're, they're, they're hearing it now for the first time that right. I had a phantom illness, which does come back and bite me. To this day, when I when I get sick, or that, do you know that intro zone to sickness when you feel like you're getting sick? I always second guess it now because I think back to sixth grade where I remember I was severely nauseated. I had piercing headaches. I had no energy on down the line. But then when the doctor told me it was in my head, all of those symptoms immediately left me. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. That's a, that's number five is pretty awesome. Okay. I mean, I mean, not awesome that you went through yeah. that, but <laughs> I mean, that's in- interesting. <laughs> well, I, t- I, I told the doctor it's for my podcast later on, Doc. This is this always is thinking about the future. <laughs> life imitating art right here. Yep. So that, that, that was number five. Number four, this is a little bit of a catch-all car- category where I figure I'll tell you about my basketball injuries from, from, from high school. I, I have more broken fingers than unbroken fingers on both of my hands. Uh, this one especially, let's see, our, our video viewers, do you see this one here? I, I can't see that. Yes. Yeah. That's, that, that's not in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Is that straight? Uh, so, so, so I broke six fingers playing basketball every time was because I got angry and would like slam the ball down. <laughs> and, I, and so six different times I'd do a ball slam. And well, one time I broke two of my fingers that way and the ball would just bounce up really, really quickly and it would break my finger. And then I also... Wait, can, we, can, we, can we stop there for a second? If you insist, yeah. <laughs> you broke six fingers like at the same time every way, just like... No. In, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just said <laughs> my hands were just this bleeding mass of like every couple of weeks you just slam the ball. Well, over the period of like freshman year to right. to, to senior year, I I had a temper, and so I'd constantly slam the 
things around and would end up injuring myself. Wow. The the first time the coach was sympathetic, but after yeah. that, he was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. I, I don't want you to do that anymore. Were your parents, like, I'm assuming they were not happy as well? That Also not happy. Yeah. 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 So there was the fingers. I had chronic sprained ankles, but that's fine. The I, I punched a... I missed a layup and I punched a wall <laughs> during a preseason game and, and I broke my right wrist. Wow. And, and, and so I, I had to play the beginning of my senior year. It was a total Ben Simmons situation where I was shooting with my offhand. Luckily, I was such a poor shooter that it really didn't affect my averages or, or performance that much. So there was that. I have both of my front teeth were knocked out playing basketball in high school, had two emergency dental surgeries because of that. I also got a concussion during practice one day, and uh, the coach said, I, I was staggering around, and he said, Jim, you should go home. And I I, I was driving, and so I, I remember driving home while my vision was shrinking, and I, I kind of couldn't see, and I, but, but I ended up, oh, this was actually the time when I knocked out one of those teeth. So I, I had a tooth knocked out. And Were you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Only Gatorade. And then I called my dad, who set up an emergency dental visit, and the dentist said, Jim, I think you, I think you have a concussion. And I did. That's, That's I mean, the whole story. And, and then I, they, they tell you not to go to sleep if you have a concussion and I didn't take a nap that afternoon that I went to bed at normal time and played a game the next day and it was totally fine so you did everything you weren't supposed to do don't drive (laughs) I'm fine don't go to sleep Uh, typical like teenager (laughs) I I had to prove to my coach that I was tough so I I also broke my nose there was a guy that slammed into me my my nose the bridge of my nose is uh is a little bit crooked that's really that's a lot yeah. Were you like, um, how did you feel every time you broke a finger or like smashed something? Were you like, oh man, I did it again? Or was it like, eh, I was the, mad. What do you mean? You know, what do you mean to do? Yeah, the wrist was different. Yeah. With with the fingers, you kind of just play through them, or you tape the finger mm-hmm. to another one and, and keep going. Right. It doesn't matter. But were, were you like mad at yourself? Were you like, ah, oh, this is just who I am. Like I'm just gonna keep doing this, and that's fine. It's like you know. <laughs> no, I. I I just kind of treated it as like a personal awesomeness tax, <laughs> where <laughs> if you're going to be me, you're, you're going to constantly smash your own body. There's no way around it. No. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But I'm fine now. That's good. That's good. There, there will be one basketball injury later on. Okay. Okay. I mean, number five and number four really delivered, so I'm very excited for number three. And so far, the publicist legal says we're A-OK to, to proceed. Well, Number three is the one I'm most nervous about that. All right. (laughs) Senior year in high school with the urologist. (laughs) So, yeah. And we're back. (laughs) So, so what happened there? I'm trying trying to piece together the story in my mind for for telling purposes. I, I had some issue that needed medical attention and went, went to the urologist to to get checked out and there was a little bit of ambiguity about what was going on and you're doing good so far <laughs> and it was a teaching hospital where where my dad found this urologist who said he came hi- highly recommended but the what I didn't realize until I had my first appointment 
was teaching hospital in this case meant that the urologist had five to ten med students beside him the whole time. <laughs> and, and so through, it, it was about four or five total visits to the urologist. To, from, and I did, I did have a procedure. So from first visit to, to last one, and, and every time you have to drop the drawers and yeah. get checked out. And every time, and I was 18, and I was in front of like, 10 22 to 25 year olds the whole the, the whole time and every time afterwards the doctor the doctor said you want a lollipop and he gave me a lollipop after every visit which even at the time was strange one of the times about the fourth visit it was just the doctor and i was like hey this is this is great i'm a little bit relieved the doctor, the phone rang in the office. The doctor picked it up and said, great, send him in. He's, and then they came in. He's here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, that's... So, yeah, I, I, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And the, 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 the capstone to the story is when I came up, when I moved back up here a few years ago, found a primary care doctor in the area and I was talking through my medical estate. It's sort of like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like in the future, Pat, I'll just give my primary right. care doctor. You doctors, gave me your dissertation this, of this, this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> junior fall was really hard. <laughs> but then came junior winter. That was even worse talk. The when, when I was explaining to him the the procedure, the doctor said, Oh yeah, that procedure was totally unnecessary. It was common in the nineties, but it didn't even need to happen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And, and I went to like WebMD and I was like, yeah, they were, there was concern back then about like some small thing. And, but later medical science had said this was a totally unnecessary procedure and a result of operation inflation. Wow. Yeah. Lucky you. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think, I think we got through that one. All right. Okay. I think, <laughs> I think we can keep that in. Thanks. Do you have a lollipop? <laughs> I don't, but I have gummy eyeballs. Oh, that's right. Thought... Okay, good. Um, okay, number two. Yeah, my 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 other basketball injury. So okay. when I was in my early thirties, living in Texas, I played in a men's basketball league. Always a bad idea. There we go. Right, <laughs> and and it was fairly competitive, so it wasn't just like the beer league sort of thing. I was the head coach. It, it was a church league, or it wasn't a church league, but guys from my church were playing and I was the coach which raised its own set of issues because I was a pretty tough coach were you a player and, coach or just a coach oh no I was a Bill Russell player okay, coach okay. yeah so I, I, I figured the, as much. the benching your parishioners is tougher than it might seem so there was all of that we we were playing in the championship game and I called my parents from who were living in New Orleans most of the time still that drove out to see me play in that in that final game. Your and parents must really love you. They, they were. They, they, <laughs> hey, mom and dad, <laughs> we're in the championship. They, they, they How old like, are you? Yes. <laughs> yep. And they doing travel basketball in high school. They they were the prototypical like driven sports parent sort of thing. Yeah. So so they were at least as far as I could tell excited to come out. <laughs> And, and sp spend a weekend with us. And about a minute left in the game, my knee buckled. And I haven't played a competitive or semi-competitive 
thing in basketball ever again, and I was carried off the court by my old man. Oh, wow! <laughs> and, and and he he uh, helped me into the back of their SUV, and they they drove me home when I was just laying down with my knee with my knee crumpled. And, and that's uh, it. That was it. That's it. I I asked the doctor, doc, after this operation, knee, knee reconstruction, will I ever be able to dunk a basketball again? And he said, did you dunk before? And I was like, no. Still. still yeah. No. But the, 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 the reason I thought of this one, Pat. So did you is, win the championship? No. Oh, man. <laughs> it was just, it was a just all bad. loss. Yeah, it, it was the equivalent of 2011 Ryan Howard blowing out his Achilles <laughs> in game five against the Cardinals. So, yeah, it, it was just all a wash. Mm. Church closed. After because that. of that, yeah, <laughs> yeah just every, that was a catalyst for yeah. like bad things happening. Yeah, yeah, we just packed it in. The dang when I when I was getting surgery, I, I needed to have ACL reconstruction. But you might not know that there are different things that you can do based on your projected athletic projection right. afterwards. And so, the most serious athletes, and this is what pros do, they they cut a tendon from another part of the body. And then use that as as the ACL, which is the the best new ACL. But then also, it's you're recovering from two surgeries because you actually are missing another part of your body to to be put there. So I I elected for the cadaver graft, which was getting an ACL from a dead person. When you say you elected that. Yeah, like, oh, that one sounds fun. Like, you're like, what's in the, like, <laughs> how did you end up selecting that one? Is that just like the, well, I, the, I was at Golden Corral. There's the buffet, <laughs> and beside the three bean salad, there's this bowl on ice of cadaver ACLs, and I just picked one that looked the best. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. So. And then I forget what the other, but but that's still for people that plan on being semi-active. There was one other step that had pretty minimal recovery time, but your knee is never going to be is never going to be that great. So the joke, and and this is where Pat Legal might have to come out again. I the the joke was I when when I'm getting the cadaver ACL, I I started telling everybody I'd like to meet the family. Of, the, of the, the, the deceased person that gave his ACL that, that I might live. And there were various reactions to that. Some people thought it was very funny. Some people thought it was in bad taste. Most people were a combination of both of those Sounds things. about right. And, I can see that. <laughs> and then, so I, I got the surgery. It was the first time ever that I was put under full anesthesia. And I'm not on Facebook very often, but my Facebook profile picture is of me coming out of, of, that, of that anesthesia and, and that surgery. I feel like it's a profile picture that ages very well. I, uh, it's an evergreen. I, I know that picture. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And so when, when, I was, when I finally came to and was, I didn't remember the surgery at all, and, and then there's this like woozy period where you're talking and you don't know. But when I was sobered up and a friend of mine was coming to pick me up to, to drive me home, Emily elected not to pick me up, number one, because I was enough of an idiot to injure myself <laughs> in, in, in beer, beer basketball. But then also I kind of needed carry, like 
helped in a little bit, and so I, I had a big friend that he, he he was more up more up to the task. Yeah. As I was being prepared to go, a nurse came to me and said, "Oh, by the way, here is here is the phone number and address of the family." No who's, way. Yes, who who's loved deceased one donated the the ACL to you. And I paused and said, you're kidding. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm serious. You should contact them. And, and then I paused and said, okay. And then the nurse came back and said, we all heard what you were saying when you were coming out of anesthesia about contacting the family and laughing about it. It was in really poor taste. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, egg on my face there, bro. Yeah. I guess you just got to say, yeah, you're right. So, bad taste wins. I yeah. mean, the the right answer was that was in bad taste. Yeah. Wow. There's, I mean, there's so much to unpack there. <laughs> was Emily, like, what was her thought when she heard, like, oh, this is what happened to Jim? Like, <laughs> the, with, with the ACL and the donor yeah. family? No, no, no. The, just, like, the ACL in general. Was it like, oh, uh, Or was it like, you know. With, massive viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. kind of, kind of like I told you, this would be a bad idea. Yeah, like yeah. guy in his thirties going way idea. too hard, and like you know what, this is probably bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I broke a finger earlier that that season, and how was that finger broken? Re, rebroke my nose. <laughs> that 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 time was just a jam. I think okay. it was my my. But you broke left. your nose that season too. It was rebroken. Yeah, you must have the worst luck of, <laughs> for like minor to, to moderate injuries that I've ever heard of. Yeah, it, it, it was bizarre, and and yeah, so so she she was willing to go along with it, but foresaw the bad things happening, and 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 then they did. But but my dad said afterwards, Jim, we were really proud of you that night. It was great for me and your mother to see you play basketball one more time all worth that's, it that's precious all worth that, it that really is yeah that's sweet yeah yeah and that night too i was wearing a new orleans saints drew Brees jersey that i still have i bring it out on special occasions when it when it's time to go full rambo about something uh, that's wild uh so other sports you played did you play other sports was it primary basketball your major sport by the time High school got into full gear. It was kind of year-round basketball, but okay. there was also tennis, soccer, were the were the other. Okay. Did you and, get injured? Did you get injured very often in those sports? Or Never. Like basketball. Huh. <laughs> so you're just cursed with basketball. <laughs> the curse of basketball. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, number one. Okay. Here we go. I think Pat Legal might be a little nervous about this. Uh, one. I thought we got that over with. <laughs> so, also when I was in Texas, I, I had. Have you ever had like, <laughs> like this is interactive? So so you tell me, Pat. But you could feel free to say I I, I don't want to say. Do you, do you feel safe and comfortable right now? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I do not. But, but proceed. <laughs> have, have you ever had like an ingrown hair? Or like 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 a little like sack uh, like a <laughs> something that like builds up under the skin and like a little ball of like like almost like a pimple that like stays underground or something. No. Okay. I haven't. Luckily, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I mean, I think I've had an ingrown hair like it, but it's like it's like on the next day or like I don't right, know. But yeah. so not like a major episode or. I, yeah, so I'm not familiar. I have 392 yeah. of those on my body right now, Pat. <laughs> so, 
on my left love handle, there is this thing under the skin that it sometimes it would just itch a little bit. Yeah. And other times I wouldn't feel it for a few days, a week. But then over time, I started to feel it like more persistently and it became like a little bit uncomfortable. It was only like less than an inch under the skin, mm. but not like a pimple that like yeah. you could try to pop. I, I did try to pop it a few times, but it was so far under the skin that it didn't even really mm. peek out <laughs> at all. <laughs> and, and that, and so, so at one point I took a big needle that, that also didn't do anything. I talked to my dad who, who said, well, it's, it's probably, he this. said, go to the ER. <laughs> <laughs> Something immediately <laughs> need to amputate the love handle. <laughs> so, so I found my plastic surgeon. Who's <laughs> on retainer. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is not cosmetic. It's, it's an emergency medical procedure. Uh, insurance didn't want to cover it though, but so under the skin, there is this this thing that, that that was about the size of a. It felt like it was a small marble. So okay. so so more than just a speck. Went to my primary care doctor and said, "Hey, it's something that's like just under the skin. Could could you just you know lance it, and and could I be out?" The doctor was young. I was younger then, so he was about my age. He said, "Yeah, just come up on the table, and I'll I'll lance it." And so I did. Laid on my side lanced it nothing happened and then he lanced it again nothing happened got a bigger syringe nothing happened as in he, he said it's there i feel it mm -hmm. but it's not squeezing it's not popping mm -hmm. and so finally he said hey i'm just gonna start cutting a little bit and and see what i find there are so, you okay with that <laughs> so, yeah and i was like well we've come this far and it was really hurting by this point but I just wanted to get it over with. So, so I said, Doc, please, please continue. And he had a lidocaine needle. That, that's mm -hmm. what deadens, deadens skin. And so what he would do would be inject me with a little bit of lidocaine, then kind of with a knife and fork, just cut a little bit more until I started screaming again. And he kept going. And about midway through, he said, Jim, this isn't like an ingrown hair or an oil sac. This is a tumor. And I said, what do, you, what do you mean, Doc? He said, it's, it's benign. Like, I, I, I recognize what it is. So, mm -hmm. so there's no, no cancer worry, but it's yeah. just this like random growth. And he said, say, hey, since I'm here, I'm just going to go ahead and cut out the whole thing, which was super painful because I, I was unanesthetized in terms of general. And he just like kept cutting and kept cutting and kept cutting and kept cutting until finally he finished... <clears throat> sewed me back up again and he showed me that the growth in a plastic bag and he said the good news is that I think I got all of it and I said why is that good news as opposed to indifferent news he said if I didn't get all of it it's going to grow back again so we're going to send this off to pathology make sure it is what we think it is and also to check for the borders to see if they got mm -hmm. the whole discrete growth the doctor called me a week later and said, hey, bad news, or good news and bad news, that, that there's no threat of malignancy there, just, just like we said, but we did not get the borders. So just keep an eye on it. And if like six months to a year from now, you start to feel something there again, we'll probably have to have a bigger surgery. And that's exactly what happens. <sighs> so it as 
as the wound was healing, it's sort of like when you're when you're laying in bed at the middle of the night and you can feel it. And it's like, is it the, it's like a phantom pain that becomes real over time. And the only way that I could know for sure if it was actually still growing was if I'd press against the wound, which was just really painful. Ooh. And then and then ended up having a larger surgery done on that same area, but they got the borders. And okay. it's all love handle on okay. the left side at this point and no no of that uh, nothing of the other growth. So I have to this is this is weird the way this story developed. Yeah. It's very weird actually. Yeah. Was it like a was it a cyst that you it, what what it what it ended up being? Yeah. Like it, it wasn't a cyst, it, it was like a it it, it it looked like a little skin colored marshmallow. <laughs> because the reason I say that is because I actually Where had is this it. Going? Well, what? <laughs> so oh. I, I had a cyst removed. Okay. Like right above my chest, right yeah. here, and it was basically the same procedure happened. Hmm. Uh, when you said the ingrown, tell me more. Ingrown hair, like that's that, that's not that's not what it was. That's why you were being so defensive earlier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. But um, no, I had a, I had something that basically local anesthesia, uh-huh. and like he would like do more, and then kind of does it hurt? Can you feel it? No, no, you know, and you'd kind of like feel a pull of it a little bit right your skin and it was very jarring <laughs> yeah very jarring um how old were you when that happened uh i was 36 <laughs> <It happened laughs> last year last year so I'm a, wow. I have a nice scar right here huh. um and yeah he uh they weren't sure like how deep it was or whatever and then I had to get checked out the borders all that right i have a nice big fat scar there um huh. and then yeah when they took it the, i took a picture of it when he had it out and uh-huh. it, it was like an eyeball yeah it, 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 right it, it looked like an like one of these gummy canes I have. It looks like a, it was big, way bigger than I thought it was. Right. Um, so the way the story developed, I had basically this basically the same thing happens. Not only do we share the same birthday, Whoa. we've had we're like kind of the same medical history. Growth buddies. <laughs> yes. Growth brothers. Except I've only broken one bone, not okay. like forty eight. My my uh, mine was called a leomyoma. Okay. What what was yours called? I, I don't remember the the fancy name for it. Okay. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it was interesting. But but they got it all the first time. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, I haven't had to go back since. Right. But, but if I, but if I were you, I'd be nervous about it growing back, though. <laughs> right. You know, sometimes when you raise your arm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little bit different yeah. on the one side than the other side. Yeah, it's funny. The dermatologist was like, kind of like, me- would measure it over like a year or two and be like, uh-huh. yeah, this is fine. Yeah. And then I went to my PCP and was like. I don't love that. I was like, okay, well, that's all now. <laughs> Once someone introduces that into your head, right? Like, hmm, that's concerning. Even if you've had another medical professional yep. look at it, it's like, well, now that has to go out. Yeah. Because you're gonna think about, you know, every day, your every other couple days when you see it, like, remember that doctor said, I don't love that. Well, yep. Like, I don't love him saying that. So this is gone. <laughs> this is gone. Man. Um, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, no, Pat, Pat, that's awesome. The 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 coder for me with my leiomyoma was, I. I missed uh, Sunday. No, I didn't miss a Sunday in the pulpit, but I ended up re-preaching an old sermon because I was out for surgery in the middle of the week. And there was an, this was in West Texas, an old cowboy who was in his mid-80s named Joe Brozo. And, of course. Yeah, and so he's, he's basically Jack Palance from City Slickers sort, sort of person. He's been everywhere, seen everything. No nonsense, all all the way down. And Joe came up to me after the service and said, "Jim, what do you mean you couldn't preach a sermon because you had surgery?" <laughs> and I was like, "Joe, I was I was under anesthesia and I got this big wound." And he said, "Well, what was the issue?" And I said, "It, it was a 
it was a growth under my skin. And he said, a growth? And, and you, you felt like you had to get rid of it? And I was like, yeah, Joe, that's what, what you do. And, and he said, here. And he grabbed my hand and brought my hand to his chest. And he said, grab here, which I did. And the size of a large orange, there was a growth in the middle of his chest. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he said, here, do you feel that right there? I've had it for decades. It's totally fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I feel it, Joe. He's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, sir. I'll preach, I'll, I'll preach a fresh sermon next time, no matter what. And he was like, yeah. And you're like, I have to get out of Texas. I have to get back to the East Coast. Too. Joe, Joe was the best. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, those are my five. I'm, I am looking forward to your five top medical procedures and experiences. We have one of them. So there's coming four, 2023. Four more later on. <laughs> yeah. So, Pat, do you have any last words before we wrap this up? It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what, what you accomplished. What, what, what were you worried about? Everything. <laughs> everything <laughs> but I, th- I think we'll be okay okay we'll be okay but I, I am kind of just stunned the amount of times you broke your fingers by slamming a basketball or yeah being angry being reckless yeah um yeah so yeah but you know i'm glad you're doing okay now right you can't play basketball to injure yourself anymore more or less so that's <laughs> you know silver line yeah, yeah and, and i will say pat this is the first episode that we've ever broadcast live and so not only were we recording, but people are hearing in real time. The comment section is loving it, and they were never nervous. I'm not stressed at all about that. <laughs> Ta-ta, turtle doves. Wow. That was definitely a top five episode of Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists. And remember, kids, schadenfreude ain't just a river in Egypt. Wade in the water a little deeper anytime at libertycollingswood.org and find us at the usual socials. Make us a top five follow and you'll always be our number one. Toodle pip! Well, like, for a joke, yes, but, Mm -hmm. like, probably not the best.